Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And we are out here floating in the internet ether, but you are, I don't know, working out, listening to our voices, trying to go to sleep. But this is Flyover Ministry, and we are continuing. I don't know. I'm trying to mix up the introduction here, okay? Give me a break. (laughs) We're talking about communication, and I have in my desk that I'm at right now in one of my drawers a folder full of letters that I have received from people. Uh, I think my own receiving of personal letters is rare enough where um, I I keep those notes. Um, And I'm not counting holiday cards or or like seasons greetings. And uh, I get a few of those now with uh, Christmas coming up here. But uh, I, I have notes and drawings and sketches and random things that students have given me that have been, oh, thanks for the lesson tonight. And words of encouragement. And it reminds me that, uh, yes, in-person communication, like we talked about last episode, is the most bang for your buck. It's hard to uh, deny the fact that people are obviously receiving the message that you are telling them. But uh, I think there's something significant with co- uh, that comes with receiving a personal postcard, uh, not even like a postcard or a letter or something that's communicating information about upcoming ministry events, but just saying hi, trying to make a connection with uh, people uh, as far as, um, you know, non-personal communication is concerned. So Jordan, I'm, uh, I'm going to throw out this question here. What is, um, maybe you have a story or, or can share a little bit about a time where you received a piece of communication this way that meant a lot to you? Um, I think that some of the, some of the ones that I have hung on to, um, it's been spread out. Uh, some have come from students. Um, I, I can think of a time when a student said something just like, I don't know if I would be uh, or where I'd be if, if you weren't there, which, you know, you pat yourself on the back and obviously God works in mysterious ways and you're not responsible for their salvation. The Holy Spirit is, but to be able to know that you have been used by God is, is a very encouraging thing. Um, I've, I've done some that I've kept from from parents or other people in the church that just recognize the value uh, of what we're doing of, you know, making comments like, I see the depth that you're shooting for and our kids need this. So just keep on uh, going on. Those have been things that I have, I've held on to. Um, but I, I'm, I'm guessing that where you're going with this is what form did those messages come in, correct? Yes, the long way around and we're coming to it. Paper communications. Yay, trees. <laughs> We're actually, part of this is actually talking about Jordan's least favorite form of communication is new, being newsletters and bulletin boards. But I, I am reminded here, I love like old school youth ministry books, like books that were about from youth ministry, like back in the 70s and 80s. And I found a book at, our, at the college campus I went to. I went to Crown 
as many of you who long-term listener, long-time listeners of the podcast know or are aware of. And the library there was having a sale on books and one book in particular stood out and I grabbed it and flipped open to a few pages and there was a chapter on uh, communication skills or like uh, what new and innovative ways to communicate for your church or to mm -hmm. promote your church. And um, <laughs> one of it was uh, the line was billboards colon uh, the new and upcoming uh, attention grabber for your church. <laughs> billboards huh like like hard to ignore and i don't know if i've ever seen a billboard for a church but i just kind of laugh and, and remind myself that communication is something that is uh, evolving and changing and shifting in the ways that we are able to communicate with each other but um i, I think uh right now actually this this episode is catching me um hopefully these have been sent out by now but we've got a, a few families in our church that i'm actually writing letters to the parents uh, right now i'm in the midst of it right and uh, we have uh, i'm going to show and i'll share a, a picture of this when we post this but i've got a our own stationery that we've printed out uh, just on heavier cardstock and you know just something that's not that doesn't necessarily have the name of our church on it uh, but it does have the name of our ministry and just a little note of encouragement to parents saying hey i know that stuff is crazy right now uh, if there's anything that i can do please let me know. And I think postcards like this, not even like a tourist postcard, right? Um, but just like, a, like something you can find in a gas station at like a, at the airport or something like that. But actual cardstock that you actually have to spend money on a stamp and send. And I, I think, you know, in the grand scope of things, how much of an investment it is to even just spend just a little bit of money on something like a stamp and an envelope and a card and, and just how significant and how high a meaning that is um, to be able to send to parents with that. So I, I personally love postcards. Um, one, because I'm a cheapskate and postcard stamps are cheaper than letter stamps, uh, about half price. And two, um, that there's also budget construction for that because of being a small church congregation, I don't have a massive budget with this big mailing, you know, list. So I think the money can be better spent elsewhere. Um, but postcards, a couple of real positive things about them. Like you said, uh, getting a stamp, which I have not looked into, maybe I could. Um, but if you have the right software, it's easy enough to design your own with your church logo and just print it on cardstock and then just cut it yourself. You might, if you have one of those, you know, famed exacto that's not exact O in its cutting, so you get a little diagonals. Um, but you can print that pretty quick and pretty simply and low cost. So I've done that quite a bit. I'm on, I don't know, my fifth or sixth round of sending postcards to kids. Um, and another plus of that is with a postcard, uh, you have the opportunity without like the kids thinking the parents are snooping, the parents can see that as well and, and you know check on this message uh sometimes i've done things like i'm going to send you like i'm just going to pray for you in this postcard and it's just like a written out prayer for them um other times it's, it's hey i saw you at the game it was really cool that you had like a quarter of your team's points you know the first whatever uh, just really op good opportunities for that connection and like we talked about at the beginning um i don't know if the people who sent us those cards would know that we have saved them. We don't know how 
the impact of those meaningful words to those kids might be. And maybe it's going to be something that, that gets them through. Uh, plus, these days, so much of the mail is just junk mail anyway. So actually getting like a physical piece of mm-hmm. mail from somebody is kind of a novelty, uh, something that stands out too. So it, it's a good way of getting attention as well. Right. And, and I, I know... I know we're going to talk about church newsletters here in a little, in a little bit. Maybe this is a good transition, but I, I know that our students are much more inclined to read something that's only a few sentences long and something that's a lot more personal than an insert in a mass mailing from our church. But that's not to say that church newsletters aren't important. Uh, that's not to say that we should just jettison that. But uh, I think church newsletters do have a place in paper communication as well, because they are able to communicate a lot of information in, uh, you know, in, in a more widespread fashion that is uh, maybe, I, I know that in our, on our mailing list at our church, we have people that are associated that aren't necessarily members, but they are curious about uh, what is going on with our church. They want to know what's coming up. Uh, we've got a handful of our, uh, former pastors that are still on the mailing list that want to be uh, up to date with how ministry is going. Uh, I know that we receive the newsletter. We wind up swapping newsletters with the other church that's in town, uh, the ELCA church. And uh, just to be able to see what's going on with them and they see what's going on with us and uh, working with them from time to time, uh, being able to communicate in that way as well. And I know that we're small town and we wind up talking to each other anyway, but to have something written down, uh, and we wind up actually our own f- our family takes the uh, the calendar that's in the newsletter and we tape it to the inside of a cupboard door so that we can see as far as church goes. This is our church calendar, and um, you know the the problem with newsletters is that it you know depending on how much you're putting in there, it takes a bit of time to assemble, and uh, especially if you're doing every month. Uh, it's, oh man, it's newsletter time again. You know, it's the, the 15th rolls around and you start thinking, uh, we got a deadline here so we can get it out so people can get it before the month flips over so they can be up to date. And uh, I know there's been a few times that we've missed that deadline and, you know, we're trying to be better at it. But <laughs> somebody told us like, well, we would have come to this thing, but we didn't know because we didn't get the newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, snail mail is snail mail. It, it takes a while to get there. And, um, you know, keeping that in mind, uh, I don't know. I, I know you said that your church doesn't do a newsletter. I've been a part of a church, uh, I think Stan- when I was out in Stanley, North Dakota, they did every other month, which was, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of information that changes from month to month. So uh, I- I'm curious what your experience is with church newsletters. Yeah, uh, first off, I'll just say that it's kind of funny for us, like, we are so spoiled in modern technology to say, yes, you know, waiting three days for the mail to get carried and put in a box is forever oh. when it's just like, <laughs> you had to ride a horse. Yeah. Um, but anyways, a, I, a, yeah. A pen full of pigeons on our church grounds or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the previous congregation I was at did a monthly one. And um, I think I, I expressed earlier uh, kind of my own maybe displeasure from that. And I think it was more of that newsletter was anticipated being more of like devotional focused from everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt like we have this piece 
that I don't know if it's going to be read and it's not really communicating what I would want it to communicate. So maybe that's kind of the frustration I have. I'd want it to be more informational, I guess. Um, but you know, church newsletters can be good. I, I think the congregation that I'm serving at now is a congregation that has a lot of room for growth in our communication. Um, who is in charge of what? And I think we were kind of in a good place to maybe tackle some of that this year and then COVID happened. And so now it's kind of like month by month, like, do we stay open for services? What, what you know, so there's, there's things that have superseded that conversation. Um, and I don't know the history of why not. Maybe it's just like a time issue of resource issue that had been in the past. And so they just got in the habit of not doing it. We still do a church calendar that gets handed out. Um, the first the Sunday before the first of the month um, so there's some of that stuff that happens and I, I know in previous congregations we try to use a church google calendar as well uh, mm. that would be posted on the website which is a little bit more easy to keep up to date because you can make changes throughout um, the month on it too on an ongoing basis um, so that those are pretty good things and I think as we're comparing like postcards to church newsletters we kind of have like the text message to email comparison going on where you just need to know the value of it. Like a text message can be very valuable if you just have one quick thing to say. Uh, Cause a lot of people like might not have the time of reading this massive email, but a massive email, it's so much easier for us to send because we can put everything in there, right? Mm -hmm. Similar with the newsletter. Um, and I think that's kind of healthy to, to recognize as well. Um, but there's definitely a place for it. Uh, Prince of Pieces would, um, that was the church in Beulah. They would do a monthly newsletter. It was um, printed. And then I think, I think there was an email option that you could get to, uh, mm -hmm. to kind of save on printing costs eventually. Or they'd print a whole bunch out and then you'd come into the church. You could pick yours up there. And if it was around for a certain amount of time, they'd mail it out to you. Um, so that was kind of how they did it. But yeah. What challenges do you see with the physical mail? Because I've got a few and I'm wondering how much our lists intersect, but I'm going to let you go first here. What are the challenges of mailing things? I think cost is one of them, uh, especially if that's going to be your primary thing, because stamps are, you know, it's not expensive to like a 50 cents per per piece, but you do that a couple of times. And if you have a large enough group that can eat up, um, the time pretty well and the the budget pretty well i think the time aspect too of stuffing the envelopes and oh those paper cuts oh let me i'm just kidding that's not the, the blood sweat part. and tears of ministry yeah yeah um but i think you just have to be a little bit more intentional um to make sure you get it out in a timely manner uh remember to count weekends because you know sunday's a day off if there's a holiday it's not gonna it's gonna delay it a little bit further mm -hmm. um and and sometimes I think uh, if you don't do it well, it's a little too easy for people just to not even open it and throw it away. Yep. Yeah, I would echo a lot of that. I, I think too of times where we've tried to send out a, a mailing, uh, our newsletter, uh, postcards or what have you, and uh, they have changed, people have changed addresses and haven't told us, or you know, we've got people who are snowbirds and they shift their address and haven't necessarily informed us. So we wind up uh, putting out a newsletter and we get a pile of them back with the, um, you know, return, uh, send to return 
uh, or send a uh, return to sender is the word mm -hmm. I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the return to sender back on those uh, those forms. Also, the the charge of saying like, hey, we sent this out, they didn't get sent, and now uh, you kind of owe us the, this postage. We'll send it to this address, but you'll have to pay uh, the shipping as well. So there's there's people that definitely don't get it, uh, and I know. Um, there's been times where we send out the newsletter and it gets mailed and you know, the, the garbage can at the post office, I see those newsletters sitting in there. So I, I kind of, there was one point where I gathered as much as I could, you know, just from the top and brought them back to church and said, these were in the trash. Do we want to maybe not send these people newsletters anymore? And um, we, we talked with them a little bit and, and communicated and just said, Hey, I uh, just want to make sure that we're we're touching base. Like, uh, and, and a couple of them, I think, actually wound up saying, like, yeah, we, um, I guess, we just prefer to get our newsletter uh, online on our church website, which is something that we do as well. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't that they weren't interested; it was just that they preferred a different form of gathering information. Uh, coming back to that, uh, that great point that you had at the beginning of this series on having that strategy of the the central hub of information where people are able to gather information from but you're right i mean stamps are not expensive but piled together when you're talking about you know 20 families that's that's 10 bucks or so and uh for just the postage not even the stationery and uh, if this is something that you're going to do consistently ten dollars you know once or twice a month adds up uh, and want to be sensitive to that and in your financial constraints and your budgets as uh, smaller churches are concerned but um, yeah i think seeing that people disregard them was kind of the the challenge for me of why are we doing this mm -hmm. uh, but, but i'm curious here if you have other uh, methods of communication at your disposal when it comes to uh, paper communication well you brought up earlier um bulletin boards and that is uh so and also you brought up books from from decades ago and as it mm -hmm. so happens i was cleaning out uh some we've got some uh file drawers in in the back room which is you know every church has a back room and uh it's interesting what you can find there but i was going through this uh folder that had like you know christmas programs on audio tape uh cassettes and different things and so it's like okay it's been a while since this has been here and then also a a sunday school teachers like this is information about the teachers from the 70s and 80s which was cool um, we have a we have a plaque from the association free lutheran bible school concert choir when they toured here as a thank you for letting us sing here wow. is a plaque of our choir there you go. <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> that we they gave out plaques when they went on tour. Yeah. So, uh, but I found a, a old book on how to do bulletin boards from like the seventies as well, which was a real interesting page turner. Um, but, but that's something that you can do. If you have something that's like a central place that people are walking by, uh, you mm -hmm. can put something up there again. You, I think this is something that comes back again to what is your strategy? Um, having a visually appealing poster is really important. Uh, something's gonna catch the eye because bullets and boards are busy places. There's stuff everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So you wanna be something and, current. And there's stuff, and there's stuff getting put on, on top of the other stuff. Yeah, it's like the old um, telephone posts of the town hall or something. Right. So 
so putting posters up is one thing. Um, bulletin boards, uh, trying to use what people are are seeing. Um, that's that's one strategy too. And and going back to, I, I'd say the same thing about physical mail too. Uh, there is a place for for physical mailings. I will to begin confirmation. Uh, I will send out to the families like, hey. Uh, according to our records, you've got a child who'd be ready to start confirmation this year. Here is our confirmation plan for the year, uh, the requirements. Here's our commitment letter that I'd like you to sign and get back to me if you're interested. And that's something that is appropriate physically. It's not going to everybody, but it is something that I know is going to get to their homes, whereas an email address might fall off or it's it's, it's harder to ignore, I guess. Um, so that's that's another physical thing that I would do too. Um, in addition to that, with paper, um, you know, I know some people who are just really creative with stuff. And that's, that's not a gift that I have. But if that's something that you've got, you know, use that, use that gift for, for these purposes, and uh, see what comes of it. Yeah, that's really good. I, and I, I know that um, <laughs> with bulletin boards, that is something that was, um, you know, like, you, like we said, you get information that gets buried. But um, I think just being respectful for other ministries as well that are utilizing that same bulletin board, um, mm -hmm. being able to uh, recognize that maybe not everybody is gonna communicate, but utilizing that, but not having that be the only way that you communicate as well. Because I don't know how many things that I've put on a bulletin board that have just been walked past. Mm -hmm. So um, that's another challenge here with the paper communication is that you know not everybody's just gonna not everybody's gonna read it yeah and i, I think that kind of highlights just one of the challenges of communication in general is that we are living in an age where everybody is bombarded with messages and some of it's of our own volition you know we're scrolling through facebook and seeing all these ads and we're spending our time that way or we're watching tv and getting these ads but i think it's just we are so bombarded with this we just kind of generally tune stuff out and that can include some of this stuff too. So we want to make sure that we're, we're communicating well and do our part. I, again, that's kind of, we want to do everything we can. With a bulletin board, it's kind of like a church website. Uh, you want to make sure that if, especially, I know some places have maybe their own youth area of a wall or something. Make sure that's updated regularly. You know, if you have something there that's like three months old, um, people are going to stop looking at it. But if you can continue to post new things that's engaging or something, um, that could be something to do. This is coming from a guy who doesn't update anything. So don't be like me. Um, and, and other printing things too. Uh, you, you have some good opportunities with resources. So like our church subscribes to um, the Center for Parent Youth Understanding parent pages every month. I will send that out email wise, uh, but I had a few parents tell me I would rather, I don't look, like to open documents on email. So um, as an effort to, you know, remove one more obstacle, I will print one and leave it in a basket outside my office. And so there's kind of like an archive there. Uh, I believe that they haven't really been touched. So I, I sometimes people will just tell you something as an excuse and I, that might've been the case, but I wanna do what I can to remove it. And I don't know, you know, I'm not here all the time. So maybe somebody is checking this out, I don't know. But that gives an opportunity, another connection point to communicate something well to people. And, um, and, and there's so much valuable stuff that we want to post um, for people too. And it gives them an opportunity to engage with it on their time. Right. Well, 
this is uh i think that's going to be it for this episode so thanks so much for listening as Bye. unless there, yeah goodbye <laughs> so unless there's something else uh, we're, we're thankful that you continue to listen to a couple of um older youth workers talk about uh, their problems with that snail mail these darn kids and all that but I, I do hope that this has been encouraging for you and uh, a challenge as well and maybe it's given you an opportunity to have a conversation with people at your church about the ways you communicate and uh, I want to encourage you to continue on you know keep keep striving for excellence in this and uh, pray that God is able to utilize however you communicate in a way that not only builds up the kingdom, but also communicates uh, the different things that are going on. But uh, with that being said, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.